0: All right, RJBellPregame.com joins us every Friday at this time. RJ, good morning. How are you? Can you hear me now, RJ? You good? Yes, I can. Ah, uh, there you How go. You? Okay, that was Tobin's fault. I think it was Tobin's fault. Hey, let, let's not let's not blame, but yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> so before we get to football here, do you have anything interesting for us, uh, odds-wise, Vegas, as far as the election was concerned? Yeah, it was fascinating. Uh There was a point in the night, and what's really interesting is that throughout the day, even before the polls close, even before they start to report results, you see the odds, the market on the election change. And it's like, well, how could that be? Well, it's inside information. It's, you know, people are getting exit polls. It's not made public, but people know. Right. And all of a sudden it's like they call their buddy or their brother they know and say, oh, this looks really good for Hillary, for example. So before the day started, you know, Trump was right around a third, you know, two thirds for Hillary, a third for Trump. Mm-hmm. Right before the poll started closing, Hillary was up to 90 percent. So let's say from 67 to 90 so it really was a leakage or whatever you want to call it that was driving the market. Then within a four-hour period, it went from Hillary at 90% to Hillary about 10%. Ooh. And it really was a, a sharp of a drop, a whiplash type effect that I've ever seen. And one other comment I'd say is I was, I probably tweeted out about 15 times throughout the evening as the market was changing – And man, oh, man, the response, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of retweets. I mean, a few of them had like six, seven hundred retweets, and it just shows you people love, even if they don't bat, because how many people were batting? Very few, the election. Mm -hmm. But if there's some event with an uncertain outcome And then there's a Vegas perspective or a a market perspective on who's going to win, who's going to lose. People just love it. So I I think it reinforces why a segment like we do, a lot of the listeners aren't betting, but they want to hear, you know, what kind of chance do the Dolphins have? RJ, let's talk about those Dolphins. You've been picking the Dolphins for us, actually, in weeks past. Now they're in San Diego this week, three and a half point underdog. Tell us about this game. Yes, there has been some optimism. I think it's it's worked out pretty well. I'm not so sure on this one. So what I'm going to say positively is when the Dolphins have a healthy offensive line, it, the Dolphins are three and zero right now, and the running game looks good. And I think there's a lot of really positive things. The thing that's causing me pause with San Diego is I'm not sure how this. Stadium proposal being voted down in the last week is going to affect this team because on what what we've known for years now, San Diego has one of the lesser home field advantages in the NFL. So you might say, well, this is a perfect storm. Miami doesn't have a great home field, but they are a really good road team. If all you did was play the road team in Miami games, you'd be 74 and 57. Now, let's kind of explain what that means. So, when Mi- Miami's at home, you play the opponent. When Miami's on the road, you play them. If you just did that blindly, 74 and 57 against the spread, that's really good. Mm-hmm. So, you might think, and then now San Diego has a weak home field. So, it feels like a perfect storm to play the road team. Miami, especially when you're getting more than a field goal, especially when the Chargers, when they're favored by more than a field goal, one in nine against the spread last 10, it seems perfect. I just think there's a real X factor here, which is there might be a sense of the team trying hard to win the love of San Diego, of the community, of the fans to say, we don't want to go. We're going to play really hard hope you get excited, and hope something happens that we can stay because it's not a foregone conclusion they're going to leave. So, I, Or it could be, hey, this is over, we give up, and the, the team you know, kind of isn't really enthused, and the crowd isn't really enthused. So to me, this is a really high-variance game where San Diego's home field could be really big or it could be really small. And as much as people might think gamblers like to gamble – we don't. We like to try to price uncertainty and be better at it than the next guy. I'm not sure I can do that in this case, so I'm going to I don't have a strong opinion. What is our best play this weekend, RJ? I'm going to go with a game a pretty popular game which I usually don't, which is I like the Patriots. And also what's different here is me laying over a touchdown. Yeah. So New England against a really good team. At least people perceive Seattle Laying seven and a half. Here's why. One, we've got Belichick off a bye. All right? So in his, or not in his career, but here for about a decade off a bye, 23 and five straight up. That's regular season and playoffs, 23 and five straight up. I also think that Seattle is as tired on defense as any team I've seen for years and years. They have played about 80 plays a game on defense the last three. And a lot of people are going to remember the game against Arizona, that tie game, and it was a brutal defensive game. And fatigue accumulates. We all know that from our lives, right? Four hours sleep one night, you're fine. Third night, oh, wow, right? You know, 12 hours and three nights, you're in trouble. So I think Seattle was extra tired. And man, oh, man, if you have an exploitable weakness and it's obvious Is there anyone you don't want on the other side but Belichick and anyone with an extra week to prepare? And remember now, New England is playing a 2 tight end offense that is very unusual with Bennett from Chicago. And that takes extra prep time. And remember, if you're fatigued, it's not just going to be on game day, but you're not going to put that extra hour in on Wednesday preparing for the game. So I think it's really a perfect storm, and I would not be shocked. Now, listen, There's no locks. We say that every week. But I would not be shocked if New England wins this game by 21-plus. Wow. All right. So the best play of the weekend, according to RJ, is the Patriots minus 7.5. Excellent job as always, RJ. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. RJ right there. In a- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.